take it with a grain of salt. We're giving it to you straight. No chaser. Who needs tequila when everything feels better with a shot of brandy? Normally, you will find me with a tall glass of wine. But on this journey, I'm serving you straight, dirty martinis. Welcome to our podcast, not your standard after dark. We will not be silenced. All right. Welcome yet again to another episode of Not Your Standard After Dark. So who do we have in the building? We have Brandy G. What's up? What's up? What's up? Good people. Y'all are going to get pretty excited when it's time to uh, be up in the studio and talk about more craziness. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening last week. I had a lot of good feedback on uh, a lot of our topics, all the way down to spitting in the drizzle. So, wait see. I know, right? You know, <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, before we even get into that segment, <laughs> let's welcome back a host again, Titan. What is up on your kingdom? What is happening oh, in your world? What's going on? Hey, everybody. So again, thank you all for having me back. Um, I'm ready for tonight. I'm excited for tonight. Um, all is well over here and all good vibes, all good energy. So let's do it. You know, you hear how Titan always is like so just calm and smooth and just like he like talks like he wants to take your underwear off. I don't even know <laughs> like what kind of show I'm even assisting in with, 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 with between B and Titan. I feel like I'm the third wheel. But <laughs> so let's get into this episode. Last what you just say? I say an atrocity that third wheel is very important. <laughs> if only I always say this, if only those who just listen can see that you will be in for some real true entertainment. But anyways, last week we introed a new segment and that segment was Bothered or Unbothered. And last week we talked about everyone's favorite rapper, the baby. <laughs> Okay, and I just wanted to bring that full circle and bring that back around. I know y'all like we don't even want to hear about him, but I feel like it is important to just wrap this all up and have this discussion because, as we all know, a lot of people were rooting to cancel the baby, and a lot of people indeed were canceling the baby. So, I've seen festivals pop up that I never even heard of a day in my life that he was being removed from left and right. Celebrities from even Madonna reaching out and saying what they had to say. And, and it was just a whole roller coaster. But just recently, as of like, I think it was like yesterday, he finally, finally issued an apology. So I'm going to go ahead and read these to you. For those who are watching, you'll be able to see on the screen. And let me go ahead and compare these things. So let's first go back to what the baby said after the first incident happened. And he tweeted, anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS slash HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies, prayer hands. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you. Y'all business is y'all business. And that was tweeted at 6.25 p.m. on July 27th, which was after the event. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's been going on and all of that. But since then, of course, he came back on his live and he said what he wanted to say. He doubled down on what he was saying. He was not sympathetic. He was not showing any remorse. He said, this is what I said. Even when he was being canceled from events, he was speaking out, well, no weapon shall prosper. I don't know. You sold your seeds right. It's no weapon shall prosper, but there is a piece to that that a lot of people miss, but I'm not even going to go there with y'all. So here we go. So here we are. So finally, he issues, quote unquote, and yeah, I say quote unquote, an apology because it sounds like he has a really good PR person. Let's 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 read this. All right. So for those who can't see, I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. It says social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate and learn from your mistakes as a man who has made 
who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That's what I needed and it was received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV slash AIDS. And I know and I know education on this is super important. Love to all, God bless the baby. So let me tell you what my issue is with this. Just as you were able to get on live and do your rants about how you said what you said and you meant what you said and you're not going back on that, your ass should have got on live and said what you said and really meant it from the heart. To me, you paid somebody because you were losing money. So to me, I don't know if this is sincere. Do I believe in second chances? I do. I believe that people learn from their mistakes. It's been many people who have made homophobic comments from the Kevin Hart to all of that. Why do I still support those people? Because they were really apologetic and they did it. My thing is, give it the same apology that you gave it when you were standing for what you quote unquote was miseducated about believing in. So if you went live, you should have came live and you should have made it. Because this to me sounds like a bunch of hogwash. It's ingenuine to me. And even if it is being genuine, I can't see his face. And from what I've learned about him and what I've learned from this whole situation, he comes off as very um, arrogant, ignorant, and like he has no problem to say what he means. So for me, this is not good enough. So even after this was released, he was canceled from other festivals still as well. And I stand by that. So you think that because no weapon shall prosper, you wouldn't be facing a hardship. But yes, you're going to be educated, but you can't pay your way out of this one. You see what happened to those people who tried to pay their way into their children's school. They were canceled and put away. So co-host, you nod your head. B, I see you talking. So so who got next? Who wants to weigh in on this topic as I sip my drink? Because I said what I said. Listen, you already know I think he's trash. I still think he's trash. His apologies bullshit and he thinks we are all stupid enough to actually believe it like clearly he doesn't know we don't fuck with the lgbtq plus community like we will get that ass in check whether you like it or not or we're going to make sure you're not getting those checks so that's all it comes down to is he thought he was invincible and that he did no wrong and he do whatever he wants says whatever he wants to say you can't it's that simple. There will be consequences to your actions or your words. You could have really vetted this with a sincere apology, like you said, right after it happened, but he's so arrogant and cocky and has such little dick energy that he could not even do that. You know what I mean? And he still came at you know, the gay community again with a backhanded apology. So still trash, he's still canceled. Go get some counseling for whatever your inner demons are. Stop hitting women. Stop being disrespectful. Then maybe I'll take a second glance at you. So then you go right out in the trash. Not even recycle at this point. So I want you coming back in a different form, same person. So Titan. So here's the thing. I want to try to um, organize my thoughts behind, around this because to me. Um, I got so much to say on this topic and it all involves he's still counseled. So that does not change. You are still counseled. Your consequences for your actions are going to be um, this extreme because what you said was super extreme and you didn't have to say it. Um, but the, the bigger conversation that I want to have behind this is definitely that we're counseling him. We should do that. Um, I do not agree that the apology is sincere. I do that. Uh, whoever wrote it, a great job. You know, um, good job at, at organizing your words um, and making it look cute. But um, you definitely, he still counts it. Um, but the, the, the bigger conversation that I want to have is over the past week, I've been listening to conversations. And what saddens me is the fact that the straight community has been given so much pushback about the situation. Why didn't we cancel him when he hit those women? Why didn't we cancel him when he's you know, been violent in the past? So to me, this is just the last straw. He did all of that and now he he's canceled. So again, there is a conversation to be had about why the support isn't there for other factions. And by all means, absolutely, we should start canceling them 
um, as soon as they start to do derogatory things and um, say derogatory things. But I also want to talk about how do we do that? What's the solution? What do uh, what do we want to happen? To me, an apology is not enough. He needs to be fined. I think what he said was criminal. Um, just like you can't go into a, a crowded area and scream like bomb or whatever. He has so much influence that what he say can be considered, especially when you are spreading misinformation, that information can be used against a marginalized um, community from an, an, um, an unmarginalized community. So him saying that, could um, galvanize straight people or people without HIV or whatever the case may be to um, attack people with HIV or gay people. So again, that's an extreme radical view, but I want to put that out there. Um, I think it's criminal, that's just a me statement. But at the same time, um, you need to be fined. You need to do community service. You need to, it needs to be some type of accountability on top of um, just an apology. I'm not going to, let words sway my emotions back to, oh, he's all good now. He's healed now. You know, oh, he's great now. He's this great person now because he apologized. No, I need you to get in, in the field. I need you to get out there in the sun and get darker than what you are and make sure that you you show us that you are um, sincerely apologetic about what you said. Now, the other thing about this is uh, we are attacking the artist when they go off, you know, or or the celebrity when they go off uh, over the clip. But yes, um, Nick Cannon did this as well, right? He got canceled for a moment. But what he what happened with um, Nick Cannon is the machine behind him pulled their support. So the machine behind Nick Cannon pulled their support, and he had to go to the community that he offended and do the work and and, and give money. And so because he was canceled, period, from the machine. When do we? go after the machine behind these rappers because Interscope is being super quiet right now. They're not saying a thing. They're not saying not one word that while the baby is out there getting hung, they are sitting back saying, okay, well, let's plan for the next artist that we're going to put out there because he's about to get canceled. So let's plan for the next rapper to put out there so they can say some dumb shit too, because it's making us money. So I feel like we definitely need to galvanize and go after the machine as well so that we can stop this, these, this, this harmful, rhetoric that we have with hip-hop having to be so violent because we don't have to have that we don't have to have violent music about um stabbing each other shooting each other women are bitches women are hoes all that we don't have to have music like that and we have to go after the machine to stop that so if they do put pressure under him um to go at, go in the community and and pay some money towards um lgbtq pay some money towards hiv foundations and actually do some community service if he don't do that, they will release him from his contract. Then that was sending a signal to other record labels. Hey, we need to pay attention to this because this big record label is actually doing something about an artist. And if they don't want to do it, then we should stop listening to Billie Eilish, which is their biggest money maker. So if we hit them in their pockets and, and show them that, hey, we're not going to listen to Billie Eilish because you're not handling the baby, then they will start to pay attention. You know, and I feel like we definitely need to go, definitely need to go after the, the Interscope and the, the record labels. I just, I just feel like this is a big conversation and it saddens me that straight people are galvanizing behind support of the baby when they know absolutely what he said was was just wrong and that's sad to me so that's my two cents i'm sorry if i just mm -hmm. got on my soapbox but you know it's just oh. i just feel like we need to do more and and we need to not just cancel the artist but go after the machine who was who was enabling them you know and um if we need to go protest outside of the headquarters of Interscope. We need to do that, you know, release release him from his contract. And then if another record label pick him up, let's go there too. Release him from his contract. Let him be independent. Let him know and see what it feels like to um, to, to have um, consequences for his actions. So that's what I want. Yeah, I do feel like hitting his pockets is just not enough. Um, but I do feel like for me, I need to feel that you're sorry for me to even, I don't even think there's no way I can uncancel such ignorance. But if I can admire someone who owns up to their mistakes and apologize for their mistakes and really mean it from the heart. But what I can't do is sit here and ignore ignorance. Now, I'm not one to judge anybody um, because you're going to live your life. And I do believe people are very uneducated. I believe that everybody comes from different backgrounds and that's what it is. But again, I do believe that you should be held accountable for the actions 
that you make and the things that you say. And it's interesting that you said that because people were bringing up the whole thing about what he said about the women and all that. But the difference is that the community stood up. So in any situation, my thing is, if you're feeling offense, and this goes for the ladies that are listening, if you're feeling offended by what a man is saying in his rap song, stop twerking to his rap music. Like make a make a stance. Like make a difference. You know, if if what he's saying is so wrong, because I know it was a statement on one of these radio shows where a woman was upset because we were all talking about the HIV stuff and the LGBTQ plus stuff, but he said something about women. But you know what? I didn't really listen to that statement in the context that she probably took it because it's in all the rap songs that are out right now. Even the ladies are doing it. So it's like, I didn't even think about that. But if that is an issue for you, then stand up. But in this situation, that is what it is. We're going to go ahead and say prayers to the baby. I hope that it resonates in his spirit. What he did was wrong. And I hope that he truly, truly, truly gets that grounding and God speaks to him because these weapons right now are lethal. And I, I want him to get it. I want him to turn around. I want him to be a positive role model for those who are looking at at him. And I want him to say, yes, I made this mistake. No, I didn't handle the situation right. And in my heart of hearts, this is what should have been happening. This is what should have been done. And this is what I stand by today. But he's ignorant. So I ain't going to hold my breath. So moving on to our next topic in the bothered and unbothered before we move on, let's bring up our beautiful, beautiful favorite topic in the whole wide world, COVID. Oh. So we are back with COVID. You thought you was gone. You thought you got a vaccine. CDC says, go ahead, do you. Go ahead and be maskless. Live your best life. Thinking that the whole world who weren't vaccinated weren't going to do the same damn thing, especially those who didn't want to wear masks in the first place. But here we are. It's another shame. It's this, it's that. You have so many states doing different things. Um, you know, New York is on a some sort of shutdown right now. Then they also are requiring you as pretty soon to show your vaccination cards before you can eat at restaurants and stuff. But then you have places like Ignorant Florida who are saying, we're not reinstating that mask mandate. We are not doing that. It is what it is. So the world is currently in such a chaotic space, not to say that it never was because it always is chaotic, but when you say division, it is all over. It's like every place you go to is a different world. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm bothered by this COVID thing because I just wanted, it didn't have to be like this. Well, I've been bothered by it. I'm still bothered by it. My irritation level is so high with this because you have some people that are doing their part, that are trying, even when it first started, put our mask on, you know what I mean? I work in healthcare, I got vaccinated. Um, now, I do have a, a baby that can't get vaccinated. So that also bothers me about people just out and about not caring. Like the fact is this, if uh, like 70% of the country just gets vaccinated, we could have curved it. But not only this, the bigger part is it also starts all the way at the top of the government. And I won't go deep into that, but our government did not want to share the vaccine with other countries as well. And if you think that that wasn't going to come back around to us, this variant as well, you know, y'all are kind of being naive about it. You know, it's there's options out here. Like, what do y'all want to do? Some people don't want to wear a mask, but you don't want to get vaccinated. And from what I'm hearing through the news, unfortunately, most people are dying are unvaccinated people that are begging for the vaccine when they're in the hospital in the studio. And like I said, your choice is your choice. However, when it's continually affecting us, trying to get out of this and affecting myself, I'm over it. I'm like, I really just want people to get it together. America, Americans are so selfish. Real quick, I'll just say, I know someone whose daughter is living in Thailand and she she's from the US and she just had to come back to get vaccinated because the vaccine is not available. You know, so people in other countries are literally dying with Pfizer. They'd love to have that option. And here we are, we have the option for free, and we're just not because of conspiracy theories, this, that, whatever. You know, to me, I'm going to try to be here as long as I can on my own accord, not because somebody else being you know, That's just my opinion. Like, I, 
Oh, you still, oh, see, I was about to say, I, you just sound just over it now. <laughs> You're like over this COVID. Goodness. Titan, what you got for us? Any thoughts on this bothered, unbothered? Um, um, I, I'm not, I'm unbothered. I guess it's just one of those, I don't know. Right now, I don't have enough information to formulate an, an opinion. Um, so I don't want to speak on something that I, I just, just going from my first instinct, um, I agree with the uh, mandate that New York has. Um, if you do not have a vaccination card, then you the seek's taken. Um, so I agree with that, and that doesn't. Um, and I think that 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 is still free choice. So I'm all pro-choice, and it doesn't require anyone um to get the vaccination but there are consequences to not getting it so i i kind of i support that for now but my mind may change next week <laughs> all right so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up that segment and head into you know your favorite so excited so excited <laughs> And this week's unpopular opinion is being brought to you by the Titan. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So here's my unpopular opinion. I think that your best friend should step down once you get into a relationship automatically. What do you mean by step down? So I feel like there should not be a competition. There should not be um, uh I guess what I'm trying to say, you should not try to um, show your authority over someone's life. If you are a best friend and that person gets in a relationship, then you should step down. And meaning step back, allow that person to be in a relationship, allow that person to cultivate that relationship, allow that person to build foundations and you should not be out here in, a, in competition with that person's mate and you should step back. And, and, and also encourage that person to be with that with their mate. If that person, if they want to come out with you, just say, hey, have you made plans with your mate yet? Like encourage them to be with them instead of being um, selfish and taking up that person's time, especially if you have noticed that that person spends a lot of time with you. Are you spending time with your with your, you know, your spouse? Are you what have you done with them this week? Because you spend a lot of time with me. So I think best friends should know their place. You're just a friend and step back and allow that person to um, enjoy their love life. That's not a problem. Boy. Tight and To me, I feel like um, if your best friend is feeling like in competition, there's a little something more going on in that situation. Like, I feel like your best friend that's not, if they're just your friend, they always want the best for you. So if they are, to say step back, like, I feel like there's going to naturally let your, your best friend do what they do. Meaning, if they're getting jealous and trying to compete, there's a, a deeper reason for that, if you ask me. Because why would I try to compete with my best friend in this party? I'm not. I'm the friend. I'm there. So I'm also not going to tell you, though, hang out <laughs> with the people <laughs> spending time. Like, everybody grown. Um, if I were to call you and be like, hey, what's up? We got plans. Want to hang out? You say, no, I got a date or I got whatever going on. I'd be like, all right, we'll catch up with me later. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll figure it out. Everybody, I think, at a certain age, you start to know when uh, relationships are popping off that people want to be together all the time, get to know each other. So do your thing. I'm not going to get jealous. I'll ask you a couple times if you want to come out. And then eventually, shit, I want to meet this person, you know, that you're feeling them like that. We all can hang out. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think it should be a competition ever. If so, I feel like something deeper might be uh, going on just, in the best friend's head. I don't know. I just feel like my best friends, when I'm getting to know someone or whatever, I feel like for one, there's levels to it. For two, I feel like my best friends are mature and grown enough to know when to just step back. Now, I don't expect my friend to be telling me when I need to be hanging out with whoever I'm hanging out with. But I also, it's twofold for me because I also feel like just as much as you may say my friend needs to step back, I also want the person I'm dealing with to understand that 
this is my friend and there's still a balance for me and my life based on what I've experienced with that as well. Because I've been in relationships where I isolated friendships and for what? You know what I'm saying? I just feel like there's a balance to it in a way that it, it goes. But my friends, my real best friends, they know you're dating somebody. Okay, cool. They embrace that. They, they I don't have to say, yo, I need you to fall back. They just kind of naturally be like, oh, yeah, y'all getting serious. Or if they want to hang out or do something, just kind of like be said it to be like, hey, you got plans with uh, Bay tonight because we were going to sit here and go here. And if I say yes, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'll catch y'all later. Or I mean, y'all can come if y'all want to. I got another seat. So it's cool. It's more like family vibes. I don't, I don't have any friends that are my real genuine best friends that I would have to sit here and say, listen, you're overstepping. You need to bounce back. All my friends, they don't even care. Even if the relationship is not good for me, they might tell me that. But if I'm deciding to still be involved with that, they're going to be like, I'm here for you. I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do and I'll just be here. And they're going to still let me live my best life or whatever life with that person. So, I, I mean, I feel like if you ever have to tell somebody to step back, then like B said, it's something a little bit more than that. And if you have a, a friend that's like overbearing like that, I don't know, but I don't do clingy relationships like that. Friendships, any kind of relationships like that. But if that's how they are and that's what it is, then you kind of need to have another conversation like, yo, are you my friend or are you trying to like get down on one knee? I need to know. Right. Baby boy. <laughs> but you, you know that there's a study that says, and I'm talking from a male's perspective. So there's a study that says that men are more in love with their best friends than their girlfriends. That's the study, the girlfriends. So um, I'm going to translate that into all, you know, fashion. So heterosexual, yeah. homosexual, whatever. So it's a thing. It's a thing that from a male's perspective, maybe not so so much from a female perspective, but from a male perspective, that there's a thing out there that they pay more attention and give their friends more attention than their spouse. And I feel like that has something to do with, I feel like that not only are they choosing to be with their friends, but I also feel like their friends are not holding them accountable as well to, you know, hey, we've been out like umpteen times this week. Like, when are you hanging out with your spouse? Like, you know what I mean? So like, they should not be competing. And everything that you all said is correct, but um, I'm saying in the cases where the best friend is competing, I feel like they should step back. But some people feel like their spouse should take a second seat to their best friend. And I feel like a lot of times they are not giving their spouse the, the, the they always, they have that bros before hoes thing, right? And they're not giving their spouse some, enough attention to cultivate the relationship. Again, like I still, I, I feel like that still is not my friend to even, well, I'm not, I'm talking outside of my friends now, just in the situation you're saying, I still feel like it's not that friend's responsibility to say, hey, hang out. That's that dude who needs to say, who needs to make some decisions. And I feel like you shouldn't still put that on your friend because your friend's going to only do and, and stick by what you allow to happen. So my thing is, like, even if you say fall back, you can't say fall back. And the minute they call you, yo, yeah, let's go to that game. Let's do this. No, it's like, nah, yo, I'm going to hang out with girl tonight. That's a way of saying fall back without having to be like, OK, this, this and that, you know, because sometimes it's an ego thing. Sometimes it's like a control thing. And I get that. But it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to chill tonight, chilling with my girl tonight. And that's it. Like, that's it done. You know what I'm saying? But I think some people don't do that because of issues that they've had in the past. And I know what a diet, like some of my. My friends who date some women who be hanging out with their homeboys all the time. It's like they don't feel it's stuff going on within a relationship that they might not talk to their homeboys or might talk to one or few about. And so now they want to hang out with their friends more. They don't really want to want to be dealing all that because it's always something else. And so when your friends are introduced to that, then, of course, they're not even going to think twice about it no more because they're going to feel like, you know what you're doing. They shouldn't tell you how to handle your relationship. That's just how I feel about it. I don't know. All I can say is I'm glad I don't have that situation. I've been in that long, 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 long time ago. And I realized you didn't want me in a relationship because you wanted me, but you weren't my cup of tea. So I'm going to keep on moving to the margarita while you handle that. But in this situation, I get it. But I get why, based on what you're saying, I get why you're saying what you're saying. I do get it. I pretty much agree with everything Harold said just now. Like, real talk, it should not be that complicated between your friend, your best friend, and your partner. It should be that complicated. If you're putting your um, best friend or your spouse, you need to kind of reevaluate your relationship and whatever is going on with that. 
is very simple. Balance, following. Some days I'm going to kick it with my wife or whatever. And some days I'm going to kick it with my best friend. Or I'm going to kick it all together. I don't, it shouldn't be an issue. And like I said, I would put the things to making an issue. I'd be like, that's something you got to do with within your own personal style. I'm not going to deal with it. It's too much. No reason. That's, that's like working out two relationships right there. Kind of <laughs> right. Too, like, yeah, side piece. Like, you know, my best thing. Just keep it up. Right. Fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Titan, any other words that you have for your unpopular opinion today? Because you know what time it is. It's time for the meat of the episode. All right, let's talk about it. B, what are we talking about today? Oh my goodness. I think this is a really good topic. Um, so here we are. If your family member is not like your partner, could this be a potential problem for your relationship? Now I have a question back to that. Mm -hmm. You say family member. Can we get more specific? Oh yeah, let's just start at the top. Why not, right? Let's start up with your, your parents, mom, dad, whoever, you know, is closest to you in your family. If they were like, I'm not liking this person, I'm not feeling this person, could that potentially affect on how you look at this person you're dating? Or if you want to even take it to the next level, or could it affect your relationship in general? Because you might already be in a relationship and just now bring them around to whoever's most important to you at that moment. I would love to know. Hold on to Titan's thoughts first. Yes, live tight because I live this. So go ahead, Titan. Um, I no. Um, that's my answer to that. I don't. There's no no nuance or anything like that. No, no one's opinion outside of my own matters. So, I know what I'm dealing with. I know um, the person that I'm dealing with. I know what I'm looking for, and as long as I'm satisfied, it's all that matters. Do you not believe that sometimes that your family can see something that you're not seeing from just knowing you and they are really trying to save you from yourself? If you're not coming to me with hardcore facts, like you saw them with somebody at this time at that day and they was doing this, no, your opinion is not. But maybe it's not about seeing something. Maybe it's just about intuition or maybe it's about a real feeling when meeting them where it was off. Um, well, in my situation with the type of people that I I will be in love with my mother cannot tell me anything about that and my father can't either because they don't they don't know the, the the community so you can't tell me about who i could be with or who i can't be with because y'all can't get y'all shit together so you're not going to talk to me about who i should be or who i should not be with. so you can you can make positive comments and i'm just going to ignore anything that's negative what if it's like a a, a best friend or Somebody that's like, yo, I don't know about this person. Same, no. same opinion. No, I do not listen to anyone's opinion outside of my own. Mm. Well, because they're not living my life. That is true. I think for me, I don't think it would pose a problem in my relationship. Um, I would listen to whatever like my family member had to say, just to try to see where they are coming from. And if I don't see it, I'm still going to do me and do what I want in that relationship. And then if it doesn't turn out the way I expect it to, then I can go back. All right, you know what? You were right about this. But sometimes people got to learn on their own. Now, uh, the other part of it is, no, I'm going to save that for later, <laughs> actually. Now, what's your thought? Because you're saying you been a part of this situation. like i've dealt with that before bringing someone home and everybody's like eh, no they're not really for you but you know what's funny is i already kind of felt that before i even brought them around so sometimes i bring people around for confirmation on what i already know which is interesting because my family is very close we're very in tune um and I know my family wants what's best for me, regardless of what I like. Ultimately, if I say I'm going to be with this person, they will support it and they will make them feel like they're at home and all of that. But in the same breath, mama be like, you know, <laughs> 
I I see the positive. They're a nice person. I get that, but I know my son and I know that that ain't it. But here's the thing is I think that's also based on your relationship and how deep you go with your family and what you all, because I've shared literally every little detail about everything with my mom and she knows, you know what I'm saying? Now, my dad, if he say some stuff, I, I kind of probably would be like, all right, dad, I hear you and kind of wave it off a little bit because I know he's just hard, period, on those kind of things, you know, when it comes to his children. But with my mom, I take that a little differently. With my siblings, we're all super close. They're my best friends. They all pick out different elements. And so it was somebody that they... But they didn't even get to meet my parents, but my siblings met them and they didn't get to meet my parents because after <laughs> after we kind of talked, they reconfirmed some things that I was already a little bit questioning, but they confirmed it for me. And I went with that because ultimately I knew what they were saying was right. My siblings each, it's interesting because they each pick out something different on my traits, on what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And so they know I might, I have the tendency sometimes in situations because I, I suck, like I care about people's feelings. So I think we talked about this on a previous episode where it's like, y'all would cut right to the chase and be like, this ain't working, this is it. I think it was on a dating episode. But for me, I'm more like, let me try to wait, like break it off easy. And I believe tightening was you who said, you know, you'll make them, you'll do stuff to make them break up with you. And I'm like, I tried that. It seemed like it'll work, but I'll forgive you. It's okay, let's do this. And it's like, Dude, like, so my siblings kind of know that sometimes I had a tendency to hang on a little longer than what I'm supposed to. But my family is my everything. And one of the things that's important for me is not about making my family happy. And I know they'll support me and whoever I bring around, but I genuinely want the love to be felt all the way around. I want them to genuinely feel like they're a part of my family. Uh, because that is something that's just important to me. So it's only certain people. I don't care what other people have to say, but when it comes to my core, if my core identifying something, I might not agree with it. I'm going to hear it out and I'm still going my path. But once I start seeing those signs, I'm like, damn, damn. Because I know at the end of the day, what they want at the end of the day for me is to be happy, for me to live the dream life that I always wanted to have, for me to have somebody who loves me, if not more, just as much as I love them. And so I do trust that. But I also think, like I said, it's just based on relationships and, and how you value that and examples you have set. I'm in a situation where all of my siblings, me and my siblings, we all have the same mom and dad. Um, My mom and dad, they're still currently together, not to say they haven't been through stuff or go through things, but they still have shown that even through separations or whatever the case may be, they figured it out. So I come from a really like different kind of family oriented background where even aunts of in-laws, we don't say, oh, that's my cousin's aunt, such and such. No, that's my aunt too. So it's like a really tight village. It's like, I always say we're closer than the Kardashians. It's different. It's a little different for me. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with my family member coming to me. Because I don't ever think it's like ill intention. You know what I mean? I feel like they're genuinely coming to me. Like before I had someone say, you don't seem like you could be yourself. And this is a while back of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I'm like, hmm, let me think about this. But again, I'm going to take it in and think about it. But I'm definitely going to make my own decision. I would never let anyone say, I don't like this person for you. you Break up with them now. I'm <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, exactly. And that's what I was saying. So no, like because the question was, will it pose any problems in my relationship? No, it won't. You can, I will listen to you. I can hear what you have to say. But the thing about my family, they won't come to me during the relationship. They'll come to me after. But gotcha. they, yeah, they'll come to me after. Like, and I was like, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> Well, we knew that you know this person went for you, but um, we trust your decision. So, and uh, I, I, I will be that family member as well. Though, if I see something that I think is really like toxic, unhealthy, or red flags, I will definitely pull the person I love aside and be like, "Hey, listen, I know like this is your relationship, but I am noticing this. I just want to make sure you're good and aware of it." It could be something simple like little controlling behaviors that, you know, when you first in love and they and you might not see it, people are gasping the hell out of you, but somebody on the outside might see it. But again, I'm just going to say, hey, these are my thoughts. Do what you want with it, and I'm here for you, but I'm not feeling this person. Um, I'm observing certain things that just don't sit right with me, and hopefully that family member does not get pissed off or mad at me, which most times they won't, 
because Harry and I come from the same family. So, you know, have you has anyone ever been in that situation where you might have gotten mad though? Um, where a family member did come to you and you're like, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm not trying to hear that. Or like, what about you, Ty? And I said, I know you said with your parents as well, but even like no, so that I, my my family comes to me afterwards. So I don't. I never. It was all that. afterwards, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I I have also same time. I don't bring people around my family. They have only seen two people up there. Gotcha. Oh. Why is that? Um, I don't date often. And before mm-hmm. you meet my parents, I need to know it's serious. So mm-hmm. I've yeah. only I've only been in two relationships in one situation. So gotcha. it, it takes me a while to get to that point. <laughs> it takes me a while to get to that point. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, really do much like that. If I'm bringing around my family, that means I see some potential. And usually I have a pretty big ass family. So honestly, sometimes if I bring you to like a huge family event, it's because I actually do want my family's opinion on the logo of this person. And I can see how they can handle all of us. Because I'm going to hear it from my family regardless. <laughs> and, uh, Harold, he knows all about that too. Because let Harold bring somebody around. Oh, I'm asking questions on the side. I'm talking to this person. I want to know what your intentions are. You know what I mean? What can you bring? Not even as my business, but to somebody that I love and care about. So I, I want to know. Like, are you just waiting to be pretty? You know what I mean? And I'm so up. okay with that. So you're good with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you getting to know them, and you know, I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with you having your opinions. I'm okay with you pointing things out, but it's just not going to affect my affect what you got going on. So to really honest and answer the question, no, does not determine whether or not I stay with that person. Does it have influence? Uh, I won't say it has influence, but it has consideration. Because you're thinking you might have uh, some blinders on in that moment. Um, sometimes I know when you're involved with someone and you're in, like you're in the frame, then you can't see the whole picture. So sometimes I don't. That does happen because you have a desire for something to work, or you are really just all in. So to the point where sometimes you don't even realize some of the shifts that you're making that people who really know you can pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, but I as I told you all. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Titan. Ladies I like first. Hear you talk. I like hearing you Ladies. talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you as you both know, I, I I'm very selective. So my yeah. my family knows that. So whenever I do bring someone around, it's really about I've already done all the vetting. Like I've already done so much of the vetting that by time by the time they get around my family, it's all, oh yeah, we like them. It's I've only had one after you know comment. So and it's not that um, she wasn't a, a bad girl or anything like that. It was just more so like she was not your speed. And gotcha. but it's, but it wasn't you know anything negative. It was just that she was not your speed. I just see you with someone different, someone a little more. But but that was it. I've seen it. My brother one time in reference to another family member. You know they bought somebody. He's like, oh no, this dude is not. Like he didn't get a good fill on him. He might have low key. I, I can't say threatened because this is podcast, but he made him <laughs> home. <laughs> but he didn't like him. He was like, I'm not feeling up here. And come to find out, there was some issues up in there. And I'm just like, I'm gonna always, always take you. However, I won't say dignitized because I'm gonna get dignitized. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, some people get dignitized and don't see anything. Like, don't give me that look. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I would be the family member that would say something. Mm. No, I don't think oh. it would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. If I said things to you, I might have. I've seen a lot of, uh, been around for a lot of people that Harold has dated or around. This time I've met them before family has. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a couple that was like, I don't know. I take that back. I have said something. Have you? Yeah, I have said something. Because um, one of my friends, <laughs> this is the best friend thing, right? My my best friend was dating somebody that I didn't like for them. And um, 
and I just gave my two cents. I said, this person is very insecure, they're clingy, you're, and, and you're not going to find that. Um, you're not going to like that. And that's, I said, I don't see it working. Were you still cordial to that of the person when y'all mm -hmm. hanging out and around? I was definitely cordial. Um, we've, we've all three went on vacation together with, for my base, best friend's birthday. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I didn't like, I didn't like how emotional he was. I didn't like how clingy he was. I didn't like how insecure he was. And I told my best friend that that's not going to work out. And Would you be upset if your best friend went back and told that person, but still stayed with them as well? Like um, I, I would not be upset because I'm learning to, I'm trying to learn in life not to get upset about things. So I would like to think that I wouldn't get upset, um, <clears throat> but it would change the dynamic of our relationship. He has the right to do with that information that he wants to do with that information. So anybody has the right to do whatever information they want to do with, I put it out there, right? Um, so I wouldn't get upset, but I would see you. I see you, I see what you would do, uh, you know, and I'll just move differently. That's all, but I wouldn't get upset. Would you be irritated, Harold, if uh, you know you said something to one of your siblings and they went back and talked to their partner about how you wasn't fair? No, I should. You should talk to your partner about things. So for me, I wouldn't be upset. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, when I'm saying something, I, I'm, I'm more of that. I said what I said. If I'm wrong, then I'll tell you I apologize. I was wrong. But for me, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do as your older brother. That's me too. Because okay, now you know. Yeah, I said it. So now, how, how you want to act? Like, how you want to do? Yeah, you can worry about my mouth, right? You gonna like this? Gonna be you gonna put me right, or you gonna handle this? And maybe I need to really be like, home. Maybe I'm wrong. Like you gonna show me something and how you respond to that? So Absolutely. I was trying to save your feelings, but now that you know, <laughs> no, you're very insecure <laughs> and you're emotional. I'm glad I just we don't all think you're right for my friend. I'm wrong with that. I'm interested in seeing what some of our uh, listeners think about this. For sure. For y'all, DM us. Let us know what y'all thoughts are. Are we tripping or do y'all agree? And before we go into our final thoughts, I mean, I'm just saying, go ahead and pose the question one more time so they can hear it. If your family member has an issue, does not like the person you are dating, could that potentially be a problem? for you and y'all relationship. Let us know. I, I want to know. I feel like uh, some people would uh, listen to their family member and drop that person. <laughs> Just my opinion. Is that your final thought? Because we going into final thoughts. So tell us, B, what's your final thought? We already know Titan's going to say, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, my <laughs> is it's not going to affect the relationship. Um, I'm going to still do what I want to do. And if I come crying to you because it didn't go, I still expect you to pat me on the back, give me a hug and be supportive and not say I told you so right away. Give me a little time to uh, heal before you come back. Like, remember when I fucking told you that person wasn't shit for you? <laughs> I'm still going to uh, do it myself, though. I'm going to have my own experience in baseball unfolds my final thoughts. Oh, in this case, uh, Titan wants to switch things up. Titan, what's your final response? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so consistent. I love it. <laughs> and for me, uh, it's not going to affect it. Like I said, I'll take it into consideration. Um, just be there for me. That's it. Just be there for me. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears on to another. Oh, we're about to hear B's voice again. You know she get excited about this. She gets to pull it out of the jar. This is the less be honest section of the day. So B, what you pulling out of the jar today? Because last time I had to leave the room, please keep it classy. I am a classy individual who deserves to not hear some of those crazy things that come out of that jar. Let me tell you something. You know you like every bit of it. Just take it and like it like you normally do, okay? Take it and like it. Take it and like it. All right, here we go, y'all. Catch it. Catch it. I can't with y'all too. Pitch it. Catch it. I'm buttoning another button tighten on your shirt, by the way. You want me to unbutton another one? 
Okay. Tiger, we know you have a sexy body. Go ahead and tighten that back on up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Well, this is a very, a very cute one. Do you like to cuddle after sex? <laughs> Why would you well, I'm almost scared to hear the answer. I thought this was going to be like a... I, it depends on what kind of sex we just had. Oh, okay. Yeah. Point taken. I, I like yeah. to cuddle after sex. I like, I'm a cuddler. I like to cuddle, but it depends on what kind of sex we... Sometimes it just needs to be... Whew, all right, you stay on that side. I'm good. And I, if I cuddle, I don't want to cuddle in the wet spot. None of that either. <laughs> <laughs> so we going to squeeze on this one. <laughs> <laughs> the west spot ain't too bad sometimes oh. um so i'm not going to say i like to cuddle after sex but um i i will depending on the energy that, that just has been you know exuded so if there's a lot of energy that i have lost and we both lost and we probably need to go to sleep right now then we come in and go to sleep Otherwise, I'm getting up and going to take a shower. Okay. So you're like one of those types that have to take a shower right after sex? No, I don't. I actually kind of like. I actually kind of like to have it on me still. Like I don't. I love the. I like the all day sex thing. I don't have to cuddle, but I, I don't have to go clean up. Like I will go cook or clean or watch a TV show or whatever, and then we can do it again, and then I'll go cook or clean whatever. And like, and then it's just an all day situation. Like you know, it just stays down. Like you just. I like that. I prefer that actually. I prefer that vibe over cuddling. Let's just do stuff like around the house. Throw on some some sweatshorts and get it going. Especially on a, like a, a weekend where you both are off, and yeah. you know you've been through a whole week of just putting on clothes and going to work. Well, now we don't do that, but you know, back in the day. <laughs> When we had to go out, you know, back in my day, you know, when we had to go out and go to work, um, you would come home on the weekends and just eat breakfast and just fuck all day. Mm, okay. I like that better. All right. Here's my next question. What is your favorite part of foreplay? This is a pretty open question, so you can pretty much answer that however you like. When it ends and we start fucking. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Build up. Ooh. laughs> I, I, I do, but I'm like, oh, okay, when can we start? I'm like five minutes in, like, I'm ready. Oh, you be ready, ready. See, I like a nice, long buildup, like a lot of tension, which that, I don't mind. That could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. I don't ever pay attention to the time. It's the right. It just depends on the mood of the of the occasion but i'm here for it i love like what i love about just foreplay is the build-up and the intensity that you can create like for the kind of performance i mean not the best part it's the best part leading up to right you know everything else oh man sorry i had a business. so name a foreplay event that you like the most? <clears throat> I think I might have talked about this before. But number one, I love kissing. A lot of like soft, sensual, passionate kissing. And then, um, yeah, I did this before. I like a lot of kissing around the chest area, but not right on the nipple, but right around it. It just is nice to go about Sorry, <laughs> No, you're fine. I've heard worse. Um, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I like the whole buildup. But we already talked about where, you know, when we talked about massages, where you can do I would give y'all a demonstration if you're looking. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> y'all. Did y'all see that picture of the baby in that position? It was someone who looked extremely <laughs> like him, and he was in that position. So I was like, okay, look, baby, now the positive. <laughs> Oh man, Lord! Dry humping too. Dry humping is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what would you say? Like <laughs> uh, um, I like the the gooch lick. I love that. 
Look at my gooch. Like a nice, a nice 69 situation where everything's getting pleasured at the same time. Double the pleasure, double the fun. Slob or no slob? I think it's like, for me, I love when it's just wet and nasty. Oh, what about you, B? Oh, goodness, y'all making me sweat for a second. Are you sure it's sweat? Are you sure it's sweat? I might have to exit the room for one, not for like a couple minutes. Not another exit. We got another exit. <laughs> but, Second, uh, week in a row. Second week in a row. Ooh, right. What the question was. <laughs> the question was slob or no slob. Oh, give it to me always. Gotcha. I'm going to say something else and receive that too. Let's go on to our next question. These questions are bad. Y'all are out of control. And you be the one right. Every ring, right. I know. I can't help myself. So. Um, this is not as bad. Uh, do you sleep with nightclubs on or off? If you do sleep with them on, do you sleep with them? Like, overnight. What's your, what's your thing? Wow. What was the question? Are you sleeping with clothes on or off at night? I don't really sleep with anything on unless I have, well, even with company and I, I don't really sleep with nothing on, but by the bed, you will find some shorts and a shirt just in case. Just in case. Now, in my bed, but when I travel, like if I'm staying at somebody else's house out of respect, most times I have on at least some boxer briefs. <laughs> Um, I don't sleep with clothes on. As soon as I walk into my house, I'm actually throwing clothes off and because I don't like to have clothes on in my house. Everything um, or just down to like yeah. everything because let me tell you what that does. That uh, saves saves you. Up. <laughs> it saves you on laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like doing laundry. I hate it. So you just I live single. I'm living single. So I don't like doing laundry. And so anything that I need anything that, that I need to, Yeah. What is he doing? But anyway, any anything that I need to do to minimize the amount of laundry that I have to fold, I do. Mm, okay. I am a uh I just sleep in my and that's it. It could be dead winter, 20 degrees out. I'm not sleeping in any sleep. You wouldn't be if I was there. Not even with the I've done the slide to the side a couple times. But I have no issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like all the way off. You know, I don't want nothing rubbing against me. So our final question of the segment tonight is... <laughs> <laughs> Harold, stop hating. <laughs> I was about to go to the whole path. <laughs> Final question of tonight is What's the first thing you would do if you were to wake up one day as the opposite sex? Mm. I can tell y'all what I would do. First thing I'm going to do is raw dog. <laughs> Just because I want to know what it feels like, and I'm probably uh, I'm in the raw dog, and obviously cakes. I just want to stand up. I would probably go look in the mirror to see what kind of bad bitch I would be, okay. and <laughs> I would go look in the mirror, and then probably freak out because I have titties now. And you know you probably feel it when you wake up, like what the, you know what I mean? Like you're probably gonna, you know, the first thing you're probably gonna do is freak out, like you know, you're like what? And after the freak out, I would go look and see what I look like. Well, after we fast forward that part, I probably will get myself together and hit the street, and I probably will be coming home pregnant. Oh, you freak out! Wow. I might, go, I might go get me a BB. Not shit. Here's what needs me. 
<laughs> when I tell you I take advantage of everything feminine, I'll be like, you know these, I do everything. Listen, no, I'm not getting pregnant. That's what I'm not going to do. Well, I'm going to get pregnant because um, I'm going to turn back and wake up and not have to deal with it. Hold on. This is how you know Harold and I are family. I say I'm a raw dog. He say he's going to get pregnant. <laughs> you want to see what it feel like? Yeah, I want to know, too. Because uh, penis has a lot of nerve endings, not more than a clip, however, you know. Oh, I have an unpopular opinion, but we're going to save that for another episode. All right, so we're going to wrap up this segment, and we are going to get into our drink of the week. All right, so our drink of the week is going to be pineapple whiskey lemonade. All right, it's very simple, okay? It is just some whiskey of your choice. It is some lemonade and some pineapple juice. And if you're feeling fancy, then you want to go and you want to get some fresh pineapple, okay? And some lemon slices, and you just throw them in there and garnish it with it. And guess what? You have your whiskey, well, pineapple whiskey lemonade. So you can also do this with some bourbon. It is refreshing. It's a great summer drink because I know everybody's be like, y'all always do tequila. Y'all always do vodka. Well, here is the whiskey, okay? So I'm just saying, very simple, very easy. You know, everybody loves some lemonade, some pineapple juice, and just throw in your whiskey, and you're good to go. So that is our um, drink of the week. And I guess that's also going to lead into our um, song of the week. And the song of the week this week, based on <clears throat> what we've kind of been talking about and everything, I wanted to pull this one out. It's a throwback. It's Latoya Luckett, Torn. Oh. <laughs> it was a whole vibe back then, and I'm sure it's going to be a vibe right now. So that's what we're going to listen to. So before we go, I want to shout out my co-host, Titan. Appreciate you. Thank Brandy, you for having me. Appreciate you. Um, and then I know some of you are wondering what's going on with our host lineup. Well, some things are transitioning, some things are shifting, and we're excited about it. One thing that does not change is <laughs> what we are here to do. And we are here to share our opinions. We are here to entertain you. And we are here to give the people what they might not even know that they need. So with that being said, Latoya Luckett, go ahead and give us what we came for. See y'all next time.
the door. I thought to give him a chance, thought he 